Selene. And it's Katie. This is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. All right. Let's jump right into it. We're on a clock. Literally. <laughs> What's time is it? Good. Not very much because I can't push it. I got a disappointment and I got a pee, so... <laughs> That's what it's giving. Um, yeah, we must finish. I have nothing else till yeah. Tuesday. Like, meanwhile, we sat here talking for an hour and forty-five minutes. But you know what? The friendship comes before the podcast. So, literally, y'all want to show or not? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, Juneteenth is coming up uh, next week. By the time y'all get into this, so um. There's a lot of stuff going on in New York. I feel like every time we get a press release or something happening, and I always say it because enough people listen to the show that live in New York, and then also like stuff be going on over there. It be going mm-hmm. on. So, um, the Juneteenth Legacy Project um, has just announced they're doing um, a whole week of events um, in New York. So, it's curated by the Juneteenth um, LP founder and artistic director, Anina Oguo. Um, it's kicking off on Tuesday. Uh, June 14th at Cary Hall at the Domena Center um, with Counter Slash Points, the Black Vanguard, which is an exploration um, of the concept of counterpoint through the lens of Black composers and their works. It's including a world premiere of the Piano Quintet by, U- by Ulysses K. Um, on the on the 17th, which is Friday, they're going to be taking the festivities to the Bronx for a Juneteenth celebration in the Bronx Songs in the Key of Our Lives, um, which is going to be held at the Bronx River Arts Center um, and feature works by artists such as William Grant Steele, Valerie Capers, Mongo, Santa Maria, Silk Sonic, Stevie Wonder, and more. And then they're going to culminate the whole celebration on Juneteenth, which is June 19th, with... Um, a free outdoor concert um, on Astor Pal- Place Plaza. Sorry about that. Um, featuring a multi-artist lineup, followed by a special presentation of Juneteenth LP's seventh annual Juneteenth celebration um, at the Public Theater. So I will link that if you are in the area. You should go to one or all of those events. Um, and yeah, pushing right through. Something else that just came up. Uh, recently is the 2022 orchestra repertoire report by the institute for composer diversity um in partnership with the league of american orchestras um and funded by the sphinx venture fund um if you don't know i think we've we've talked about a while ago the institute for composer diversity they do you know they track composer diversity in orchestras and other ensembles they just came out with a new report which analyzes um programming trends dating back uh, to 2015 um, to the current season um, so some of the key findings and I will link the full I think it's like a 40 something page report in the description if y'all want to see all the graphs and things um, but some of the key findings um, are that works by underrepresented composers which includes composers of color and women composers both living and deceased rose by 400 percent increasing overall from 4.5% in 2015 to 22.5% in 2022. Um, Some of these numbers are interesting because obviously it doesn't take much for it to be a large percentage increase. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, works by living composers almost doubled, increasing from 11.7% to 21.8%. 
um, works by women composers of color increased by 1,425% from uh, 0.4% in 2015 to 6.1% in 2022. Works by living women composers of color increased by 1,050% from 0.4% in 2015 to 4.6%. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, some composers of color and women composers with the most program performances in the 2021-22 season include Li- Lily Boulanger, um, Anna Klein, Samuel Coleridge-Taylor, uh, Duke Ellington, Gabriella Lena Frank, Jesse Montgomery, Florence Price, Chevalier de Saint-Georges, William Grant Steele, among others. Um, and the report also found that repertoire by deceased white male composers still comprise over two-thirds of the works programmed in the 2021-22 season. So, still got some stuff to do. But, yeah. I already told you my theory <clears throat> on this. I feel like... I don't know. I want to be wrong. Let's let's pull up the timestamp. <laughs> um in a couple of years but I feel like we are reaching the precipice like two thirds they, they ain't gonna do more than that like the girls are especially, going to do Mozart especially because yeah. a lot of that statistics take I mean to say like I said it don't, it don't take a lot for it to be a large percentage we'll see yeah. because they can be like well you increased by a thousand percent and it was at 0.4% before so we will see they will keep doing this they will keep doing these reports and uh we will keep looking at them so because i feel like the ideal combination for y'all you people is a black overture or concert piece concerto and then a symphony i feel like or some type of or some combination of that every concert or a black overture, a longer piece by a white person, intermission, white symphony. That's my theory. I think that's what that's that's what we gonna get. So we'll see. Alrighty. All right. So my intermission is very short and sweet. I'm gonna go first because I realized I never told you what it is. So that's good. So. Um, as you know, I think by by now I'm no longer at Spoleto by the time you're listening to this or I'm on my way back to Memphis. But I was at Spoleto for four weeks. I made some amazing friends. I met some people in person, my pen pal Joy. Um and had a good time. One thing that I annoy people with, because we played Beethoven Nine last Thursday and I was like, Dang, this piece keep following me. I'm gonna start saying I like it so it can stop. Cause I literally just played it in March. And one thing I've been annoying people with is that like there's this part in the first movement that it just sounds so hood it's like so good it's like the part that go da 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 i'm like you are eating like you are eating this up like the first time it happens it's too fast that's when the cellos have it and then the videos go not that one i'm talking about the one that kind of later the end when it's like mm-hmm. half t- and it's just like you just make you want to lean back like it's so good like and I hate it during the concert I have to focus because you can't you can't turn up but like, during the rehearsals everybody would look at me because I would be like yeah because I've been walking around and I was like I just know 
when Beethoven was writing this, he was like, the girls are going to gag. Like he just knew that like writing that piece, like it was going to be a banger. So I wanted to know like, what's a piece that you like that you, you could picture the composer, like when they were writing it, they were like, oh yeah, the girls are going to eat this up like this. Cause you know, like some people like, like Brahms and his first symphony, for example, like he, t- I forgot the amount of time someone would, I'm sure someone will tell me cause y'all know y'all love facts and history um so i forgot how long he took to write his first symphony was it 20 years i believe because he was like so self-conscious about it. he ain't know how it was gonna be received da, da, da. i think Brahms symphony number one is his best symphony we got into a very heated debate okay. about this i got into a very heated debate with emmanuel emmanuel basically told me i need to get my money up and go back to school it was crazy i was like emmanuel i have four degrees calm <laughs> down um because you will not convince me that two is his best symphony but he was self-conscious about it so um but it's like what is a composer that you know like when they was writing it what piece they were writing like yeah i am eating this up they are going to scream when they hear this for me mine is sibelius one ain't no way sibelius was writing that joint and was like oh i hope they like it ain't no way no you was writing it like yeah the girls are going to be on their feet after the first movement because you know how like you know how you eating if you if they clap after the first movement so mm-hmm. was like yeah after i done with this they're gonna be like they're gonna be screaming mm. yeah if i have if i have more time to think i might come up with something different but um off the top of my head i would probably say symphonic metamorphosis mm. i think there's definitely especially in the first movement I feel like there's some stuff that there's this one part it's a very specific part um uh, it's the part actually right before the contrabassoon and then also if you know symphonic metamorphosis the part right before the contrabassoon comes in and then that contrabassoon part we all know how katie feels about the contrabassoon but um uh, right before that part when it's like it's just it's just very good it's just like i got some seasoning on it maybe if i listen i just haven't heard contrabassoon in a piece and was like yeah that's it like okay when it comes to beethoven nine i'm just like this is like you you know the hearing was going how that's actually that's actually that can't first of all okay to be fair if you haven't heard a contribution in a piece and you're like oh it's giving to be fair they don't really give the girl a chance like it sounds like fortunate. it's not like it's plentiful it's not like that but also i mean technically yeah the hearing was going but that's not why he put the contrabassoon in there because contrabassoon would actually be harder for him to hear was what it said the contrabassoon will be harder for him to hear okay so delaney low. i know the uh, yes the top and the bottom typically drop out first if you're losing your hearing okay scientists i'm just saying it doesn't <laughs> sound great okay i haven't heard and was like gagged by it also let me not say that i mean i'm not gagged by it in beethoven 9 it's just sure. it's random and also i want to talk about that another time because that's a, that's a perfect example of how the girls are always like oh my god let's just play it's just about the music da, 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 da. like don't me you making you're making it about politics and it's like when he put that little turkish march look up why he put that turkish march in there before you start talking about um y'all make everything political with music let's just play Go go look that up, you people, and report yeah, back. So you to class be, you, back next week. You beyond my uh, beyond my my knowledge of Beethoven history. 
You said what? I don't know. I for said, some reason, it's not you. It's me. Say that again. I said, um, I said, oh yeah, you're beyond my knowledge of Beethoven history <laughs> at this point. I don't really know much about what he got going on. So, cause I don't, I don't get that reference at all. So, um, all right, yeah, that's my uh, my thing. Plowing right ahead. <laughs> right, let's go. Because it's what is is needed. Um, no, but. Like we said, Juneteenth is coming up. Um, hope the girls are celebrating. Juneteenth has also been in the news um, lately. There's been a lot of things going on. If you have seen, I think it was Walmart that had a um, they <laughs> that had the Juneteenth uh, ice cream. They red velvet ice cream, and people was like, "Girl!" And then they pulled that off the shelves. And then there was a children's museum that had a watermelon salad. For juice, it was called a, it was called a Juneteenth watermelon salad. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they pulled that, and then also they had they kind of had it was even more jacked up because they pulled like okay you eat a lot of red foods for Juneteenth, and so they were like okay watermelon, but then they pulled a quote from somebody from like a black person. And like, but it, she didn't actually say that. So then they tried to like justify it by like, oh, what did a black person said this? And she had to come out and be like, girl, I didn't literally did not say that. Like, so that was a whole thing. But basically, those are two of the biggest reasons why Juneteenth has been in the news before, like this week or two before it actually came around. Um, there's been a lot of missteps in terms of mostly white corporations or organizations um celebrating it like there was also oh, another big one was there was some white company that was trying to trademark juneteenth i'm like y'all literally this is about decolonization and y'all try to colonize the freaking name like please like <laughs> like please um i don't even have words for that i don't even know where to <laughs> okay like Y'all can't be serious. Like, oh no one, you're, I, you, you can't tell me. Maybe y'all are like, let's see if they know this. Because there's no way you were serious. Like, why, who, why would you think that's a good idea to try to trademark a white corporation trying to trademark the name Juneteenth? Why? This this just goes to show that y'all don't know what nothing is about or y'all just simply don't care. It's usually one or the other, sometimes a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But anyway a lot of there's been a lot in the news about Juneteenth about people having a lot of missteps in terms of celebrating Juneteenth so we're going to talk about that in relation uh, to classical music and um and classical music organizations um so I wanted to ask how do we want to see orchestras address celebrating Juneteenth and other cultural holidays because as Katie mentioned a lot of orchestra seasons are wrapping up or have wrapped up by the time Juneteenth comes around so this you know will apply to for us Black History Month and whatever else y'all celebrate I can't speak for other groups in their own months mm-hmm. and holidays but yeah for me especially like especially like being able to being able to play in an orchestra I like seeing when the orchestra like collaborates with musicians in the community like I know the Memphis Symphony they do um a sunset concert which like it's like saying like the sun is setting on the season it's always outdoors it's always free 
and um they like last year and this year they collaborated with um i'm blanking on the name i actually should say the name but they collaborated with um some like black groups and choirs like in in memphis and that's like what i want to see because i feel like you can't a lot of y'all don't have the black people or the wherewithal to pull off something intentional within your organization and I feel like the job of the orchestra anyway is to interact with the community a lot of y'all don't do that so when it comes to I can't I can only speak for black people I can't speak for black people but I can say as a black person rather I can only speak for what what I want to see and I want to see you collaborate especially like with churches who have big choirs like come on Dallas Symphony now is not collaborating with the Potter's House also side note did you hear about that tea what tea I'm going to show you the TikTok. It's crazy. What is it Not, about the... About his daughter? Oh, his daughter? What? I don't, I don't know. I didn't hear about that. Girl. Anyway. um, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, like I, like I was saying, if you're in Dallas, Dallas Symphony should be collaborating with the Potter's House Choir. That's like a choir of like 300 people. Chicago Symphony should be collaborating with Chicago Mass Choir. 300 people. It's like... You want to see that also other community organizations that are doing that are doing work so you can and that have the experience it can tell you like what's good with it you there's i feel there's literally no what you're like you're from the suburbs of pittsburgh like come on you don't be serious um i want to see who they collaborated with but um just like just so i can say it but and it's not here so that's good <laughs> i thought it was <laughs> oh that's great they're not listening i'll have to go on the website and i'm already doing more than i wanted to so but yeah th- what about you mm. i mean yeah i mean i guess one of the high priorities is people getting a bag because reparations um because not only should people have, I guess, the opportunity, people should have the opportunity to um, expose others to their art. Like, the, there's the platform part of it, and then there's also the investment mm-hmm. in um, the artistry of the people that you are s- supposed to be celebrating. Um, especially because, like, like Juneteenth, like, it's, it is the emancipation of like the final enslaved people in in Galveston but also like now I feel like we can see so much of that like legacy although some people was making me mad on Twitter because there was this one dude as a side note who was like he was I was with him for a vast majority of the tweet where he was like low-key I wish you know like he was saying how like how a lot of white corporations and just white people were like exploiting Juneteenth and then he was like and the east and west coast black people I was like hold on like (laughs) first of all I'm like first (laughs) of all there's a little chunk of history called the freaking great migration are you yeah I was like where do you think a lot of those black yes he is where do you think a lot of those black people came from (laughs) I'm like please like you're you sound ridiculous so but um also for the people who say capitalism is a chicago thing 
where you think black people in Chicago came from? They came from majority of them came from Mississippi. That's all I want to say. We were talking about something actually important, and then here you come. <laughs> Joy has been on my neck for the past literally every First single all, person two, they see, they ask <laughs> for, and they're doing all of this for two dishes that you can't even eat in their original form. <laughs> okay, but when I made my vegan catfish and spaghetti, it it brought me back. So for catfish. I used tofu, but I like froze it and then defrosted and froze it again. So it like the texture mimics fish. And then you use some nori and then you fry it up like fish. And I had some spaghetti on the side. And I was like, ooh, boy, we had a time last night. I want to make that when I get home. I need a home cooked meal desperately. So I'm going to, I'm going to make that and I'm going to tag y'all in it. Don't bother. Thank God um, Tyler's from Chicago <laughs> because I was, you know, that help me, help me. That Cardi meme, like, that's me because Joy has been on my neck relentlessly for the past four weeks. I mean, Joy can't say too much. They really can't. Joy can't say too much because Joy eat chitlin. So, and let's talk they about can't it. can't say too much because that's crazy. Because <laughs> I saw something, it was like chitlin egg rolls, and it was like low key. I'm like, low key what? Low key what? <laughs> Please. When I went to oh. my paternal grandma's house when I was younger and I saw them things, I was like, see, me as a Jamaican, this looks crazy to me. Because, like, Jamaicans don't waste nothing. I was like, that looks crazy. I'm like, and they they eating, uh, they eating, uh, what's it called? Go ahead soup back in my crib. <laughs> they eating go ahead soup back in my crib. So, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and I was like eight. I was I'll like, I don't know. <laughs> you said what? So, y'all can keep up for those. I ain't gonna hold you even before I went vegan I really wouldn't mess with go ahead soup because at a certain point it's like I'm grown and this is ridiculous the part I hate about go ahead soup besides the fact that I can't eat no more because I'm vegan but when I could eat it it was a surprise you don't know what was gonna come up on your spoon because they use the whole they use the whole head you might get a jaw you might get a tongue you might get brain it's crazy (laughs) it was crazy I mean the broth would be good and then imagine your surprise. You come home, it's winter break. You back from college. You go downstairs to your grandma's house, and there's a goat looking right at you in the sink. That was my life. Oh my god! I hated goat, and like I hated goat head soup. The, it was the broth would be good, but it was always a surprise. You don't know what was gonna come up on your spoon. You know the top of your mouth, like the pat, like the little the little hexagons on the top of your mouth. That might be in there. You didn't know what you was gonna get. And that's why you know what I, I need to go. I need I need to go hug my grandma because she's the one that phased chitlins out of my family. Oh, for real? <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that was like, "This stops with me." <laughs> Period. I know that's right. <laughs> because if it wasn't for her, we probably would still been sitting up eating chitlins. Although my dad's side of the family do still eat chitlins, so some of them do. So <laughs> crazy. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> it's like it's like that. Um, this is that meme of like it's like a person standing over another person with a bunch of arrows on their back. Like that's them, and all the arrows is chillings. <laughs> <laughs> right, like Joy, you not good, not too much, babe, not too much, <laughs> not too much. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? I was saying about people getting a bag, and then also, um. And also, just like yeah, I feel like it's really about being intentional about centering the people that 
you're celebrating or the culture that you're celebrating um because i feel like a lot of people they want like they'll do like a theme but it's all what like no sometimes it's it's non-existent but um sometimes even when it de- when it does exist like when there is um a concert or something it'll be half-assed or like it's not um like there's nobody there's no outreach to the like community in terms of like making sure that people um that the people whose culture you're celebrating are actually in the audience or like are being communicated with like for example they do a celebrate asia concert every year seattle symphony this is their 14th annual one and um and like they did a lot of work with like going to the news outlets that were like the chinese news outlets and and translating all the news and translating all the ads and like oh they did all that because it was so it wasn't just like oh if you over here by the hall you're gonna see the sign you know Mm because some people are not over by the hall you know so like they had the people come from the such and such language uh like they did a whole bunch of different ones but um the such and such language um news channel came over and did an interview with one of the conductors and like all of that type of stuff so like that's what i'm talking about um because i don't even know what's going on in that hall exactly so because i feel like to a certain extent like your your message is only going to work so f- uh reach so far if you advertise it on your instagram <laughs> yeah that'd be get like how many and also i feel like the majority of patrons aren't even on instagram so what y'all on instagram for okay <laughs> now <right>. what you <laughs> Um, well, yeah, y'all pages that Shady Grove. They come over on the bus. All right, it's Shady true. Pines. You said what? Shady Pines, right? <laughs> Not Shady. <laughs> All right, Katie. <laughs> it's true. It is. Um, I'm curious. Like, okay, let's get to the tea. Do you do you want to see orchestras? celebrating cultural holidays or i guess black holidays or like our our ones yeah. like to me it's a layered question because obviously i feel like it goes about well actually you answer because i don't know what goes about saying so go ahead i mean i don't not want them to do it yeah that's where i'm at too yeah i don't, I don't not want them to do it i will say y'all can Maybe not drag me, but think really, Delaney. I don't know that it will personally sway me going to the symphony. Although I will say, there's literally no chance of me going to the symphony unless it's a black composer on the program. <laughs> I know that's right. Um, unless or it, because I would have went to. I did. I mean, I didn't go, but I would have went to the Celebration concert. Like so, it, but it got to be something different. It really got to be something different. Um. So the chances of me going, if it's not if there's not a black composer on the on the program, are even lower. Um, but that's also like me. I can't. I don't like sitting still at concert. I don't like doing that. So there's a lot yeah, of reasons you've why. Been I, like concerts, Yeah, I don't. I've I've never really been a concert girl. Like, <laughs> um, 
so there's that it's hard because it's like I, I will say it is nice when they do it but when I think about the the concerts that I've been to that have been for like Black History Month or like different like there's an MLK Day concert that I used to go to every year I used to play every year rather but it also it was a black orchestra it's a little different you know mm. but um I feel like it was um it was always done well and it was also it was always a concert that I look forward to like I remember even when I went to Eastman I flew back home for a, for like a weekend to just to play that concert mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't not want them to i also think but i also like i've been in i've been in the meetings i've been talking to the girls like also know that the planning be off the execution be off like <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of hard because like i remember we were trying having that conversation about black history month we were having that conversation about black history month now i hear this was like two years ago in a different place and somebody was like well they were trying to revamp we were trying to revamp a like it was like a general diversity committee type of situation and of course like yeah you're thinking big picture but a lot of times they like just i feel like sometimes they shy away from the holidays because they feel like oh people gonna think we only doing stuff for this holiday you realize it's in your power to not only do stuff for that holiday exactly like, <laughs> and that's what like, i say not celebrated so exactly and and that's what and it's crazy because that's where people's heads go and that you know what that's exactly how okay i'm gonna finish this thought first so they were like oh well let's not just do let's not do it in february because black history month whatever i'm like why are you running away from black history month when it, you could just do it in february and then also do it right. in april and also do it in october and in august like you that is within your power to do especially because someone like me like i grew up celebrating black history month black history month was a very big deal at, at like the school that i went to so i was like when i'm growing i was like you spent like walking around and nothing going on during february it was just like it wasn't giving like mm-hmm. so it's actually very nice to have some sort of celebration but i i just don't like when people be acting like it's it's some sort of complicated concept like there are parts of diversity work that of course needs to be learned and needs to have nuance and blah, blah, blah. but some stuff i feel like y'all be making it harder than it really is like mm-hmm. um like that whole thing that we did and somebody told us that we need to be nicer to white people because if we're too mean to them then they're gonna feel they're gonna feel like they can't play our stuff or they're gonna if we're too critical then you know they're trying and they're not gonna feel like they that they can try anymore if we're too critical about it and it's like first of all you didn't jumped over this is exactly why i tell everybody pick up a history book because you didn't jumped over hundreds of years of them not playing our stuff and now all of a sudden Katie and Delaney talking too hard on the mics. That's what's making them not play our stuff. And it's like, I remember this is the problem I had with my teacher before. God is good because that that is over now. But <laughs> sorry, let me not do too much. <laughs> I forgot where I was. Okay, let me keep it cute. Um, but that same thing is like, oh well, I'm like, I I looked at him and I was like. The girls will be quaking if we were asking for equality. I want you to know that. We will play black composers from here until God cracks, cracks the sky, sky open. Oh, so next week? No, I mean, I'm I'm hoping, actually, because no one, 
the gas prices, the shootings. Wow. It's not just not giving. Earth is not giving right now. Um, but I'm just like, y'all will be quaking if we ask for equality. That's not what we're asking for. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with the whole, like, of course I want you to, this to be, this like, I feel like that goes without saying, but I mean, some people, I don't know. Maybe the, 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 actually the person that we were talking about, probably not. Yeah. Um, but. I, if it's going to be done, I just want it to be done with intentionality. And then a lot of y'all don't do that. And it, even if it is intentional and it's work, it's being worked very hard on, you're not consulting with people to make it authentic. So it's like, I don't know, babe. But of course, like, you know, do the little program and stuff like that. Um, but not that the musicians have to be in it, like, and be cooperative and actually want to do it and, there's a lot of factors that go into it. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't. I feel like that's an excuse that people be using. They be like, "Well, you know, if we're too hard on them, then ain't nobody like, being hard on sh- them." Are you kidding? Especially because it's just like I really don't like that. Like, Katie, born in 1993. I was born in 1998. We have literally have centuries before that of them not playing black composers. How do you explain that? Oh, they felt your negativity coming from from the the sky where you guys were being thought of like no of course like i don't like that when we have like so much evidence to the contrary and people try to like nitpick and try to turn it around on you like you being critical of how they're doing it like i feel like we have every right to be because this was this whole situation was in it was that that whole oberlin thing where they had the celebrating black artistry concert and everybody on the thing was white and it's like yeah they were doing black composers but i'm sorry y'all y'all didn't look at that that flyer and y'all have nobody y'all had nobody looking at that flyer and i understand how like y'all was just y'all was just doing you know what i'm saying y'all just put a concert together y'all were not expecting to get all that backlash but it also says a lot about the fact that like that didn't seem weird to you you know, it's a, a lot about that. And that's what happens when no one's asking you, no one's telling you not to play this stuff. No one's telling you not to play black composers. No one's telling you not to do all that stuff. But it's just like, if you don't have the wherewithal, which a lot of y'all don't, to, you know, do the stuff and consult people and be intentional about it. It's like, yeah, it's just not giving me, like, I just feel like, <laughs> that was just kind of ridiculous and um i guess yeah the point is like y'all can do you can celebrate stuff like that without um without tokenizing because you also have the power to just like treat it normally because like y'all can Mm do you know what prime example y'all can do beethoven fest where it's a whole celebration and Beethoven this and that 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 and it's like a special occasion, but you can also play Beethoven on any other concert, which you do. Right. Like That's how a great is it, example. Like how is that? Like how is it? Oh, we're in a celebration and Beethoven marathon and da da da. Like how is it that y'all could piece together Bach festival, Beethoven festival, whatever, and and also still be playing them regularly, and I mean regularly. Delaney, I but when Beethoven, it comes, I played Beethoven yesterday. 
I played Beethoven 9 on Thursday. I played Beethoven 5 yesterday. It's crazy. Beethoven, you do not need a Beethoven fest ever again. And Beethoven and wants to play too much. And that's what, what was it, his 250th or whatever? It they, flopped. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that's why, you know what, I feel low-key feel like that's one of the reasons why they sent the plague. Because it was like, <laughs> God was like, enough enough like, Beethoven's like yo hop off my body like <laughs> I know, chill on like, me you like even i'm sick of this like, like we buh, 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 buh. chill like, <laughs> <laughs> we get it like <laughs> because like father god he was like you know what he's like i should have never wrote that God was like, I need to put some physical distance between y'all and the concert hall. <laughs> <laughs> and then y'all came out with virtual concert hall. Here, y'all had well, y'all were in them little squares playing Beethoven on Zoom. Oh God! Because I know, I know a lot of them had a lot of stuff planned. I know for a fact. Mm-hmm. They was they was bringing out they was bringing out all the stops. I guess we gotta wait for three hundred. You, but you know what they find any other reason they gonna be like well you know this is the the 270th anniversary of when he he tripped over his left shoelace and that was a catalyst for his sonata and so we're gonna put together a series of workshops and a com- like it's it's gonna be something it's gonna be something they gave baseball i remember it I remember somebody got in an argument with somebody because he said that the girls would have never put choir orchestra if it wasn't for Beethoven. I'm like, you must go breathe outside. They said that what? The girls would have never put choir with orchestra if it wasn't for Beethoven. And I was like, go outside and go breathe some air and come back in and try again. Y'all do an awful lot. I mean, I can see, I guess I could see, but also cantatas were a thing you know what i'm saying like before that y'all act like it was like i understand like oh okay revolutionary whatever but like <laughs> but like let's not act like he pulled something from like the ends of the earth or that's like, what i'm saying like it's maybe a historian okay but if also i'm gonna be very clear if you're a beethoven historian like you make your bag on Beethoven and save it because it's like I feel you'll be too passionate <laughs> about it. But if somebody know, if somebody read like a paragraph in a book one time and remembers, and they damn sure not listening to this show if they are. I, know, I hope not because you will be selling an errata. You will be sending an errata list every episode. Like make this, change this, and change this. Um, but if you read a paragraph in a book one time and you remember why, like okay, does Beethoven not eat? Yes, but are y'all giving it all of this because? Is Beethoven or y'all giving it? Cause I'm like, okay, the the symphony eats like save me. I, I I it's great. Um, are y'all giving this much because it was really like super revolutionary, or is because like it's Beethoven? I I remember I don't remember that that entire day we spent on Beethoven, um, cause that was years ago. So maybe someone could tell me because what really what really gags me is that Sammy Corbett Taylor was the most popular British composer at the turn of the century. And we just heard about Hiawatha's Wedding Feast uh, when y'all started playing Black Composers in America five years ago, ten years ago. So, and also, didn't Bach write a Passion? Didn't he? 
I'm gonna look it up. So it's like, let me somebody let me know. I feel like the girls who are writing for orchestra. Sam McCormick Taylor is after Beethoven. I know that. Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> Chill on me. But I'm just saying, like Beethoven, I mean Bach um wrote a passion before that. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe it's hindsight is twenty twenty, but I feel like I feel like these are not like such different art forms. Like I based on scholars, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, save it. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, this is why we're not no documentary show because if we really wanted to, like I was just thinking about this. If Kate and I really wanted to pull out the research and the like we could be that type of podcast but we are not like and i hope that people understand most people that have listened for a while understand that we just be talking but yeah i might also don't want to be that kind of like like, a lot of if y'all want us to do an intellectual episode we could but like we just here to have a good time and key like we say stuff like like, i'm just here to have a good time it's supposed to be fun for me exactly because it's like katie Degrees on degrees on degrees. That's, I okay. could put me something together. Like Katie be presenting her stuff. Like we could do some research if we really, really wanted to. We just don't. However. So don't so save it. That's, <laughs> that's why I like a little community of people. Because when people from the outside start coming in, it's just like, do y'all even know what we do over here? Yeah, <laughs> like they don't get the vibe. The like if we really wanted to, like Katie Miss Master's thesis. Like okay. I'm just yeah. saying, like. We if we want to flex that muscle, we can. It's just like well, for what? Like I'm like that's why I had to tell. Like I had to pull something out on somebody. I'm like I'm published. Like I had to pull <laughs> it out because <laughs> I was like, you gotta chill on me. Like you see me acting a fool because I'm trying to have a good time, but don't make me don't make me start pulling out stuff. Let's just keep it cute. Let's and like keep it moving. Like, but if we want to do some stuff, we could. I just don't really want. I want to have a good time. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah, Beethoven was born in 2007. Okay. <laughs> and he wrote Trap Queen, period. Uh, <laughs> Periana. Um, speaking of moving on, yeah, I got to go soon. So, <laughs> like like very very soon. I don't got so. nothing else. You got something else? All right, y'all. Nothing besides the black excellence. This is so Thank y'all for listening to this show because wow. Anyway, <laughs> All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are we talking about? All Don't right. Um, we have a Black Excellence suggestion this okay. week. Okay. Came to the email. I'm talking about uh, Gretchen Yanover. Sorry, or Yanover. Sorry if I'm saying your name uh, wrong, sis. But she's a cellist who performs throughout the Pacific Northwest as a soloist. Um, uh, both classical music and electric cello she's played with the northwest symphonietta orchestra uh, since 1998 and is a member of the northwest symphonietta's dei task force working to make meaningful changes in the classical music culture along with creating connections in the community um she has also appeared as a soloist for the earshot jazz festival and presented at tedx seattle um she created music for and performed with lavar burton for lavar burton reads live and has had compositions commissioned by the seattle pacific university and university of oregon uh, she was the recipient of the shunpike artist residency and was the town hall seattle 2021 fall artist in residence so shout out to gretchen 
hey sis um and i will link um her website if you want to learn a little bit more about her period okay my piece of the week okay you guys are gonna gag because it's coming from me but my piece of the week i want to make sure i'm saying it right because i was calling it all type of stuff except the actual name and now i don't know how to say it but um i'll make sure it's in the description box but it's called autoschizms yeah and it's by Tyshawn Sori. So I can't link this because it's not. Tyshawn was about excellence, right? A couple of years ago. I feel mm-hmm. like. But mm-hmm. I can't link it because there's no recording of it. So basically how it works is he has a bunch of gestures and hand signs. And he is like he gets on the podium. And he has like paper and a marker. And he like gives all these instructions. It's not a free improv. It's like organized improvisation now you know me I like dots on the page I was literally crying before the first rehearsal because I was like I don't want to be here and um and he has like free agents so people who can do whatever they want and then the rest of the orchestra has to follow the hand size like to get softer get louder to develop an idea to play an idea again to like record like he has this motion where he like records the orchestra and then you have to remember what you did for like the past like 10 seconds and you play that again and you know your girl got selected as a free agent for the concert. Crazy enough, me because he liked what I, you know, he liked the look. I did something in rehearsal. He was like, "Oh, good," and I was like, "That's crazy," because I was literally Aurora had to talk talk me <laughs> over the edge. Cause I was like, "I need that." He ain't got no instructions, but that's my piece of the week. If I can find a recording of it, maybe on YouTube, I'll link it. But yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black ex suggestion, or Intermission session sent to classically black podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBN. We got a little something, something coming up this weekend, I believe, on the 17th. Um, if you're black, join. It's free 99. Um, I think that's everything. So we're going to see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.